Hey, Cold Cans Nation, remember all those false promises we made about brewing our own beer? We called it a Cold Cans Kolsch. And well, today's beer is going to come back to haunt us. The story of this beer started in December of 1990 with a small homebrewer's kit. Dick Dorr, the co-founder of Left Hand, the co-founder of Left Hand received the kit as a Christmas present from his brother. According to Dick, it was all downhill from there. His obsession with homebrewing led him back to Colorado in August of 1993, where he met up with a former Air Force Academy college buddy and soon-to-be left-hand co-founder Eric Wallace. <laughs> you want one? <laughs> in November, home became a former meatpacking plant. I was next, that's a weird I hit the wrong one. <laughs> nestled next to the St. Vrain River near downtown Longmont, Colorado. They named the brewery Left Hand after Chief Niwat, which means left-handed, an Arapaho chief whom wintered his tribe in the Boulder Valley area of Colorado. And today on Cold Cans, the boys are traveling light with a crisp little Kolsch. Cheers, Cheers, Joe. Joe's on the eights and nines today. Uh, I really am. Soundboard. We should probably fill listeners in there. We got yeah, a we new got a fun, fun little toy that we're <laughs> yeah. trying out. We're playing lots of gags and spills. Isn't that fun? <laughs> that is fun. And uh, we can pipe in our own laughter and imagine can, like our listeners when, when, actually laugh. Yeah, they do. They love it. Our comedy, our bits, gags, and spills. And because <laughs> there it is. You just gotta say the word and they laugh. Uh, yeah, and uh, we got a couple segments lined up. It's we good do. to be back. It's good to be back. We're trying to get back into the swing of things mm-hmm. to finish this effer out, yeah. contractually obligated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Effer out, I thought you were saying something. I thought that was one word, and I didn't know what you were talking about it. No, my I'm brain a good little boy. Not... I don't curse anymore. <laughs> oh, good. Yep. Uh, my my brain is not on. Yeah, you've been doing a lot of traveling. You've been traveling heavy lately. Yeah, Joe. not traveling late, although I guess I did just travel late the I, uh, for work, had to go to Israel. Mm. I just got back, um, was severely, severely, Do you recognize the legitimacy lagged. of Israel? I have no comment. While I was there, Netanyahu, like, aligned himself with some That's, group. I, I, something came out, yeah. But yeah, it was a whole, it was, yeah. Do you, you don't want to break down the Israel. Tackle, yeah, global <laughs> political problem. Yeah. It, anyway, got back was, we were supposed to record yesterday. I yep. asked you to move it today. You very kindly obliged. I was like feverishly jet lagged. I've never felt like that uh, yeah, in my life. Brutal. I felt really, really genuinely awful. So you had just gotten back from Vietnam on a trip. Uh, Thailand. Your wa- Thailand, sorry. Yes. With your wife. You said Vietnam earlier when we were talking. And, and I you didn't correct you. me. I, it was fine. I didn't really care. I need <laughs> you, you to need tell to me know? when I'm wrong, Joe. <laughs> you, you love it. I love direct feedback. Uh, I was still looking for a soundboard that I had nothing. <laughs> you love it. <laughs> so, and then what? Four days later, you had to fly to Four days. Yeah, I just had just gotten back, jet lagged back to my Seattle time and then went to Israel and was only there for three days. And then came back here and got so fucking jet lagged. I'm, I'm still kind of miserable, but it's really nice to be back in the studio drinking a, a traveling to, light. Good to have you back. Cheers. My initial impressions. Yes, I love it. I really like it. I'm I'm coming around to Kolsch's. I think I was 
I think I had like a warm or like kind of rotten one <laughs> the first time <laughs> I had it. And uh, and the more Devin actually just bought a um, uh, who makes Dawn Patrol Aslan Brewery out here. Oh yeah, um, beautiful can. They made a Kolsch and uh, it was a beautiful can, like the matte colored can. <laughs> <laughs> Which one did you want to go for there? Laughter. Beautiful cans. Beautiful cans. <laughs> See? <laughs> That's a long track. Um, oh, yeah. Someone starts coughing at the end. They're laughing so much. <laughs> yeah. It's just they got sick. <laughs> um, but, yeah. so And that's a really good Kolsch. Um, and then we got... we. We, we got this, and I really am enjoying it so far. You like it? Yeah, yeah. I love how crisp it is. I love lighter beers like this. Like, yeah. a Kolsch is considered a lager, and I I think, right? Or no, this is Kolsch-style ale. Maybe it's considered an ale. Whatever. Yeah. It's crisp. It's not like other ales or, like, IPAs or anything like that. You know, I finally started to learn the uh, beer tree while I was actually Nicholas, in Thailand. Nicholas Beer Tree. Yeah, Nicholas Beer Tree. That's what I finally started to learn. Um, let me, let me bring this picture up because I think we can discuss it. Um, if astute fo- uh, listeners oh. would have followed my, uh, the, the Colcan's Twitter feed and I got, I took a picture of this beer tree. You see this? We'll oh post yeah. It again that was Twitter. in, uh, I was in Thailand. Thailand. It was like this guy who was like, I love beer in Thailand. You can't brew your own beer. There's just a crazy tax. Mm. So they brew it in Thailand and they bottle it in Cambodia and then ship it back into the country to like <laughs> evade taxes. It's the craziest <laughs> thing. Well, that's fun. But according the to American this, way, it really is. According to this, lager and ale, two opposite polar ends of the beer spectrum. Yes, those are the two distinctions. And so a Kolsch, I'm just trying to find this in the uh, the deal here. A Kolsch is a derivation of a lager. So you're very wrong indeed. Actually, no, I know I was, it's a derivation of an said. ale as well. Hold yeah, on now. I got Hold news. On. I got news here. It's a hybrid. From hit the hit the music. I got news. No, the music. The other music. Oh yeah. Okay. Nick has news. Welcome to Action Two News. This is Nick Patry. I'm here to tell you that Kolsch is a style of beer first brewed in Cologne, Germany. It is unusual because although it is warm fermented with ale yeast, it is then conditioned at cold temperatures, like a lager. This hybridized brewing process is similar to some other Central Northern European beers, such as Dusseldorf's Alt Beer. Back to you, Joe. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so yeah, it uses the yeast of ale, but then it's conditioned in cold temperatures, like a lager. Yeah. So yeah, according to this map that I was looking at, a derivation of the German, so like a German version of a lager, a German version of an ale, the combination of the the child of those two. Yes, I say no more beer incest. Or asexual reproduction. I want the real, the sex between real the ale and the lager. Yeah. Well, I, I, whatever that marriage is works for me too. It is crisp, uh, golden, crisp, dry, and refreshing. That's how I'd describe mm. it with herbal hops. It's not too hoppy though. <laughs> it's not hoppy really at all, I don't think. Enough yeah. to give it flavor, I guess, but very smooth drinking. Yeah. It's going down smooth today. What else do we want to talk about today, Joe? Um, well, we, so we touched on travel. Israel's cool. They have really good beers. Um, they they like to drink their beers. Okay. I went into this cool like uh, brewery with a shitload of beers on on tap. I was the only one there. It was very strange, and they like served me and watched me drink it. And then I had one and continued to walk. <laughs> I was just waiting to go to the airport on the last day. Um, but I think we should launch into a segment. What do you think? A crowd favorite? Hit the segment. We're gonna launch into airline corner. <laughs> 
where we air our grievances <laughs> about the airlines. And we line up our complaints. <laughs> so, my uh, my biggest complaint about, about that that my my gripe, I guess, my Glock's gripe, is that um, is that I've noticed, started to notice a trend. Maybe this is just my recent travels, but I've seen it almost in every leg of every goddamn flight that I've taken recently. Mm. Which is, guy who snorts a lot. I've like been around. No, he goes. Like clearing I, I don't want to do it on the thing, but yeah, it, it's like you're kind of trying to work up a loogie. Oh, okay, gotcha, it's gotcha, a gotcha, fucking, gotcha. It's it's a revol- revolting sound. Yes, anywhere um, you are, and then if you're in an, and in they an do airplane, it, and they'll do it a lot and loudly. It's just all the time. Well, it's that all dry air. Time. It's that dry you, airplane air. But dude. The, you you can't you can't you can't like <laughs> loudly fart like every fifteen <laughs> seconds. It's fucking. It, like, I I think I have a little bit of what well, is you, it, misophonia, mis- misophonia. Yeah, whatever it's called, where you hate like mouth sounds. Yeah, or, I probably talked about it on the and eating and stuff. Yeah, chewing like really yeah. gets to me. I, I really hate it. it. Like it's like uh, nails on the chalkboard. Bad. Yeah. And uh, and this guy was behind me in one of the 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 legs of the trip and was mm. just incessantly Snarfing. like probably every minute on the minute huh it it was fucking maybe disgusting. he's a cocaine addict maybe i don't know well, but... deviated septum action what's that i don't know i've heard it said before <laughs> For, it's something addicts? when something gets dried out in your nasal passages mm. i get it yeah the cabin is dry but we're all doing it i i, I think it's inexcusable to make that sound do you, you, have got, you notice that you before? do a little little uh, dab of vaseline right below the nostrils my wife's big vaseline in the nostrils mm. gal and i agree with it like she 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 and i both get bloody noses once in a while right she had a gnarly one when we were going to thailand sold to thailand <laughs> she was sitting there and all of a sudden she went oh and it just like she was just bleeding it was really bad and the the really turned kind, her white wine into a bloody mary she, oh god the really kind uh Attendants of Korean Air mm-hmm. like ran toward her like is she okay and like wow. helped her out that was nice. But by anyway, the way, uh, on the subject of farts, you can fart whenever you want on a plane. Mm-hmm. It's so loud in there. What you can't hear somebody fart on a plane. Yeah, but decorum you could let one wise, rip. Decorum wise, we're in a big tube together. I just want to let that be known. Anybody could be farting at any given time. On they an can, but this is this is what I'm saying. I don't think Nick. they should. I'm just saying they can. But this is what I'm saying. Everybody. It's this. It is one of these environments that we put ourselves into as a society where people are. I'm going to get me in mine, and I'm going to do it hard. <laughs> and it's because you're all anonymous. I'll never see any of you ever again. Right. So pleasantries, like once in a while. Oh yeah, after you. But like for the most part, it's every inch fucking. Counts. I am Mister Pleasantry. Nick Pleasantry. I know. I believe you are. And I try to be too. Like, I'm always like, go ahead. Yeah, it's no yeah. big deal. I'm Mostly out of not stuff. wanting conflict, right? Mm-hmm. Or like not, There's no I don't want conflict. to be in competition with you as we get on this airplane. But people people get so stressed with that, with yeah. getting on the airplane. You know, we've talked about before, the crowding at the gate. Yeah. Like, that's just something that everyone knows better. Maybe there's a couple people who don't know better, but everyone else does. What do, why do we, why is it a game of inches? Like we need to get like, just get, I'm going to get a little ahead of you, a little ahead of you. And then I have zone three and it'll be, (laughs) I just, it's so, that, that is the worst part of travel is the other people. We spend almost the rest of our lives trying to get away from other people. Mm -hmm. And then like, we're all forced into that situation. I think that has a lot to do with it. People just aren't used to being in that close of proximity to strangers and also not even to people they know, really. Right. And and you're not able to sort of 
to leave. You, you you can't. You have to sit in that seat. I don't know right. you can't. Right. Like maybe God knows I've tried to open that emergency door. You know, you're always and they have to stop you. The the they look around. And they say, "You guys are aware you're at emergency." <laughs> Nick, Nick, get My him hands out. already get him on out. the handle. Yeah, they they know you by heart. Uh, you were just in Chicago. Yeah, I was in Chicago. Did you have any the gripes in the overseas those trips? Um, I on my way there, I I was uh, sitting in business class. And uh, so purchased or upgraded, <laughs> Nikki boy. I'm not at liberty to say. Oh, That's part brother. of the Delta agreement. So there's two seats, and I had the aisle seat as part of my ticket. And I get on there. I was running a little bit late uh, getting to the airport, so most of the people are on the plane already. Ooh, I have this one too. I oh, here we there's go. the move where it's like you know the the premium has their one lane to board the plane, and then the other one is like yes, general everybody boarding. else general Plebeians. boarding. And so basically, you can show up when you have the elite. <laughs> oh, I know. You I hate do. that I said elite. <laughs> I know exactly when you can show if up. If you have the higher elite. classification of ticket, you can show up whenever you want and get on the plane, and you're supposed to, you know, get in front of everybody, which mm. never feels good. Oh, it feels but... <laughs> good, baby. <laughs> so I walk up there, a bunch of people are in line, and people are not letting me in. Uh-huh. Everyone just keeps going, keeps going. And then finally, the gate agent is like, sorry, like, please. Like stopped the back. person. We have an elite. <laughs> yeah, he pulled out a stun gun and hit somebody with it. Um, <laughs> He's and then gold. Me... <laughs> He's gold. <laughs> and then let me on. So I get on the plane, which is fine. None of it was an inconvenience. It was fine. It was a privilege and an honor. <laughs> anyway, I get on flight, and there's somebody sitting in my seat. Uh-huh. And then I just said, like, excuse me, I think I have the aisle seat, um, but would you? <laughs> yeah, and then I farted like that. <laughs> like that? You made that sound? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was gross. <laughs> so all of first class cleared out, and I got the place to myself. Yeah. Um, but no, then the lady said, she's like, I have the window seat, but I like, will you sit there? I don't feel comfortable sitting there. And I said, sure. What the fuck? And I think she was a little uncomfortable flying. She was an older lady, okay. and she she just Not wasn't used to, used to it, right? And but didn't had all probably the in the world, though. <laughs> right? Had probably read one too many stories about that Southwest flight where the piece of engine broke off and killed. Oh, the person so will you go sitting sit in there? Then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sacrifice your young, yeah. nubile, full of potential <laughs> life for mine. I see death at the end of the tunnel, <laughs> and I don't want to go. No, she was perfectly fine. Uh-huh. So I took the window seat. Um, I usually take the aisle seat just because you can get up and stand more. That's important to stand on a flight. And walk I agree, and not bother bit. someone when you need to go yeah, past exactly. sixteen times because exactly. you've had <laughs> many rounds. And when you're in business class, you get your own flight attendant. Oh, mama! Oh, Joe's got his glasses on the bridge of his nose. Uh oh. Anyway, during the rest of that flight, as I was kind of telling you before the uh-huh. show, uh-huh. I I was trying to watch a movie. I was trying to watch Bohemian Rhapsody. This was in the week leading up to the Oscars, so I was trying to watch it. I hadn't seen it yet. How'd you like it? Um. We talked about it. I thought it was very okay. I <laughs> no, we talked about Creed. I well, we talked Creed the, on, the, on the. Do you remember when we talked flight. about this like before you left Israel? We oh yeah, about yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Anyway, it's I. I will admit I began to tear up towards the end of the movie. Bec- Brother. <laughs> <laughs> One because I'm a sap, yes, and two because I was a little drunk on my Delta flight. But I didn't get to watch the end of the movie until my return leg. Okay. Because on the flight there, this I had had my headphones on and like wasn't engaging with the lady sitting next to me. Sure. And then when the flight attendant came to ask what I wanted to drink, pulled one 
earphone back. Oh. So my left ear was exposed and said, like, I'll take a coffee, please. Oh, but what and you'll then take she, is an earful. Yes, she jumped in and she's like, oh, so do you live in Seattle? Oh, brother. And then that was the start of it. And then so I, what was her story? Her whole life story, she lived in um, Iran for 10 years. Whoa. She, yeah, raised two kids in Iran. Very cool. Came back to America, had another kid. It seemed like Sordo's maybe an oops. Because this was 18 years yeah, after yeah, yeah. after the, her other youngest. And uh-huh. then she said, she was living in Utah at the time. The Mormon doctor convinced her that she couldn't just have one more kid. That kid would grow up lonely and her other two children wouldn't be a part of its life. And so it needed a sibling. Okay. And so she had another kid like a year or two later. Wow. And so she had two kids and two kids 18 years apart. Wow. And then she moved to Alaska, lived up there for a few, like, I think over a decade. She said she considers that home. Now oh. she lives in like North Iran Washington area. What? Iran to Alaska. Yeah, yeah, I know. Damn. <laughs> I know. Okay. Now she lives in like sort of Northern Washington up by Bellingham. Um, Wealthy as fuck. She was, uh, maybe, I, I don't know. Her. She was going to Chicago because her daughter-in-law is not doing well health-wise and her son needed to go to, don't play that sound effect, Joe. He reached for it. <laughs> I didn't do anything. And her son was going to China for a couple weeks for work. And so okay. she was going there to spend time with her daughter-in-law. Very cool. She was very nice. Wouldn't let me watch past the 33-minute mark of the movie. Uh-huh. So I had to finish it on my other flight. So you... But I, that movie doesn't describe really how Queen was formed in any great detail at all. It's mostly... It's very... And the, that, <laughs> that now uh, virally famous editing, editing scene. scene, which is... Fucking wild that scene. By it the way. is that like minute long clip is crazy. I think I think if you assume best intentions, they yeah. were trying to be like this is a disorienting time for them. Yes, they were. This was the first st- step of their toe into the industry, like the bi- music industry. Right, so and they didn't know what, and, exactly, and yeah. that's what they were trying to mimic. Because I think when you do see it in isolation, it looks terrible. It dr- yeah. it breaks every rule of editing. Right, but. I'll be honest, in the moment, I didn't notice it as, like, out of place when it happened. Yeah, I, I don't think I would either. I, I think, it, like, anything on, like, Twitter or whatever that's going viral, yeah. it's like, when so you easy it, to pile you pluck on. it out, right. it, and it, yeah, it's so much fun to be like, I can't believe this one, best editing, it's crazy. Yeah. And I agree that, like, it, it does kind of suck. It, it even sucks even if you're going for So if listeners don't know, there's this cut on of Bohemian Rhapsody that's, like, a minute long. If you search Twitter for this, you'll fucking find it. Yep. And it's, like, they're sitting around a table, and Littlefinger comes, and he's going to represent them. And it's just, like, a quick cut between each of their faces. Quick meaning less than a second, like, like 50 of them in a row. It, mm-hmm. It's really, like, an atrocious clip. But I agree. Like, it's so easy to just put this headline on Twitter with a quick joke and it blows yep. up. That's the nature of Twitter is to it is. to pile on like the zombies in World War Z. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the whole <laughs> idea of it is like, let's go get it. Go fucking feed And you know people. what they did when they piled up? They built the wall. Those no, zombies no, in World boy. War Z. What did you think uh, of the Cohen testimony? You think he's a liar oh, and, I watched. and it shouldn't be trusted. I did watch some of it. Uh, I, I watched all of it on the plane. You watched the, all of it? Okay. Plane home, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. I liked what... Um, Elijah Cummings said in his closing remarks. Yeah, that was vintage that was Cummings. He Though was, I talked that's to- That's what he's been doing for like- That's what decades. I've heard. I, I didn't know of him before that. Yeah. Um, our our friend of the show and has appeared on the show many times, should go unnamed, but used to work in DC, said Mr. Cummings is not a very easy man to work with. Oh, however, really? he's kind of a which little, you can kind of see. He's like snob. sort of a show showman and like yeah, I, I totally knew the moment that. was big. <laughs> so kind of turned it on for that, but could also be very difficult to work with. Could totally see that. Yeah, I can see it too. 
But I don't know. It, it was certainly an interesting thing. And with anything with Trump, we'll all just go, wow, and then we'll move on. <laughs> no one will do anything about it, which is awful. I, okay. I want to go back to the beer for a second. Um, this Travel and Light, I'm about to take my last sip of it, and I'm Ooh. about to open the second one. We don't do this often on the show, and I want to know if you're in that with me. I think we got a six-pack. I have about a third of this left because I think I really too long telling well, that you don't need airplane to, story. You don't need, to, don't need to go with me, but I think the one thing that this will absolutely show... And uh, listeners should know this is not like a Pacific Northwest beer. This is a beer brewed in Longmont, Colorado. Yeah. Um, so you should be able to, I think the distribution is nationwide. You should be able to find this somewhere. Especially, go to a, yeah. Go to a beer shop that, you know, don't go to your grocery store. Go to a place that's going to carry a lot of beers. Mm. Look for Travel and Light. Uh, left Hand Brewing, their logo is a, a red left hand. Uh, in any case, uh, uh, sessionability off the charts with this one. I could drink a hundred of yes. these and feel good. Yes. And speaking of drinking a hundred of these, I want just as we wrap up Travel Corner, one thing I want to say is we. I had a little uh, house uh, party before I left for my Israel trip, so I had just gotten over my jet lag. Had some coworkers come over. Had some buddies uh, come over. You came over for. You had just arrived from Chicago, and you uh-huh. came over to drink some beers with us. Um, I got. I was drunk twice that day. Once on my flight. Once. Oh, that'll. <laughs> once I got back. To I think flight. it's part of the reason for my current crippling uh, is like I was drunk like eight different times yeah. in one day. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, that night before I left for Israel, I got drunker than most of the people at the party. Let's just say, I ended up playing guitar. Um, and literally oh shredding God. the skin off of my thumb. Yeah, yeah. We got into Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue by Mr. Toby Key. Always fun. And, and you always shredding. Literally shredding. I don't even know what chords. Are. I was just <laughs> just pretty much playing the strings. Anyway, point is, got very drunk, um, woke up, had breakfast with my wife before we were going to leave for Israel, nice. and I was so hungover. We went to a diner in Georgetown. And uh, all I got was like a club sandwich because eggs looked terrible. And I <laughs> ate like one triangle corner of it. And I just was like, oh. And I got on the plane and like the travel there was uh, just ugly, just ugly as hell. Like the the noise, my noise canceling headphones gave me a headache. Like I could hear the ringing. And like I, I just, I, I was noise like, you know. Noise canceling headphones <laughs> gave me a headache. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, look, I, I understand it's a first world problem. My point is, by the way, were those like, you I sent felt me like a I was Snapchat? Okay. Oh, yes. Like I, really, you like, sent me a Snapchat when you got on the plane. Were those mimosas in front of you, or were those orange juice? Only orange juice. Look, <laughs> I was fortunate to be on a work thing. I was fortunate to also have business class on my first leg of the flight. And those were mimosas. <laughs> Hair of the dog that beat you, Nick. Okay, no fair. That is fair. That's the I, best way to get over it. it. It made me feel way, way worse. I felt. Oh, really? I felt awful afterwards, the and I had sugar, a headache. Maybe. I think. So. Well, the champagne, I think, just killed me. Yeah. And I felt like puking, and I had a headache. And my my point is, just in general, if you're hungover and get on a plane, it's a true like it's torture. It's I bet. fucking. The only other time I felt it is I was flying back from Vegas once and mm. was. Very hungover and just, it's so awful. Do you feel like part of the reason you got so drunk was because of the stress or like the anticipation yes. of the whole travel? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know it at the time. I look back on it because I was kind of ashamed of myself for like drinking too much and stuff. Um, look back on it and absolutely. I, I didn't really want to leave. Like yeah. all my buddies were there. You were there. I hadn't seen you in a while. I was having a really good time. You know, I, I just wanted to hang out that weekend at for home. Sure. And it was like, felt like good weather. I wanted to be with my wife. I wanted to be with you guys. And so I was like fuck it, I'm going to blow it out and then go the next day. And that was stupid. So, 
Well, I you made it back in one it. piece. Thank you. Um, looking better than ever. No worse for wear. Oh, thank you very much. That concludes Travel Corner. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, this beer, on my second one, very much enjoying it. Another thing I wanted to say, to bring up, I took a not dry January, and this is going to make me sound like an alcoholic. Mom, Dad, turn this uh, podcast off if you're listening to it. Also, if you're my boss, uh, Dillip, if you're listening to it, turn the podcast up. Uh, Nick's taking pics. Um, what I wanted to say is oh, I did a January where I didn't drink um, besides on the weekends. And I know that sounds crazy, <laughs> but, like, it really it boiled down to, like, once in a while on, like, a Wednesday night, I'll have, I like to have, like, wine with dinner or, like, if... Yeah, I don't know. I'll just crack a beer sometimes. Like, good for the heart. Coworkers, yeah, it's good for the heart. Coworkers will be like, hey, let's go have a beer after work and then go home. I was like, no, none of that. Just like on the weekends. And on the weekends, we took it pretty light in January. Mm. Um, February was the opposite. <laughs> Traveled a lot and just the like I, the, back. I gained weight and I drank a ton. And so I don't know where I'm at right now. I, I really kind of feel ungrounded and lost. I think I texted you this the other day. Like, yeah, know, you travel enough and like... I think Anthony Bourdain. It's really like heartbreaking. He, I've seen a couple of his episodes. I'm not, I'm not comparing myself to him. I don't even travel as much as people I know. But he said like he only was home for him. Home was New York. Like like maybe close to a hundred days a year, and then it was two hundred plus days a year of being somewhere. I know hotel somewhere, mm-hmm. and like it really got to him, and he felt like he didn't couldn't have like lasting relationships and he, he would have this like place lag where he would wake up and like not know where he is and just know he's in another hotel and it made him feel like he was just not grounded and not attached to anything at all mm-hmm. which is like freeing but also like as a human you kind of need a little routine you need to have some attachments i've had that in this month of february it's been fortunate i'm gonna look back and be really happy about what i did but right now like i feel like i just don't want to leave for uh, a while sure and then it's off to Dubai in two weeks. Yeah, I am going to Dubai <laughs> next month. But it, all of this is great. I, in this, I, what I'm really looking forward to is the summer, settling down, yeah, playing some ball and like having barbecues and, what, and having drinks. What would you say is like your ideal travel uh, <clears throat> frequency? Because obviously you like to travel. Traveling yeah. is fun. It has its benefits. It's great. Yeah. Um, uh, that's a really good question. Like maybe once every other month. Um, having a little trip somewhere, and not an international trip. Take a little trip. Take a little trip. Oh, I snapped and hurt me. Take a little trip. <laughs> oh, that was not what I oh, thought. That, that was kind of nice, though. Um, yeah, if you're fortunate enough to either be able to for work or you can take some time off of work, like every couple of months, it's nice to go have like like a long weekend if you can, and then try to get a vacation in every year, I would say, right? Yeah, so no. That, I mean, that sounds reasonable. Like I, a real nice vacation. Like if a we, if you can, if you can, and not everybody is lucky enough to be able to. I, I totally get it. But if you're lucky enough to be able to, if you could take a week off at least once a year and go sure. somewhere, not not somewhere that I think is is designed and programmed to go. Like again, if you have kids and everything, it's more difficult. But if you can just go to like some place that really has experiences and it isn't just like laying around in quote unquote luxury, like having a hotel with a big ass pool, but actually like seeing a place, mm. it's really, I know it's cliche to say it, but it, it really genuinely like changes your perspective. It, it's really fucking nice to see how other people think. My doctor says I have a case of wanderlust. <laughs> 
No, I think you're right. That's what you write on your Instagram tag, <laughs> yeah, yeah. your profile tag. Uh, that's my whole username, actually. <laughs> my doctor says I, I at, almost at I broke the character limit. Yeah, yeah, it's just my doctor says I have a case of wah. <laughs> um, no, I think that's that's good. I've never been very intentional about my frequency of travel. Yeah. I have gone through spurts of traveling a lot for work or just absolutely doing no travel. Yeah. And uh, I, I think looking forward to the summer, which you said is I am also in the same boat. That's like we live in one of the best places for summer in the country, maybe the world. Absolutely. And that's why I'm like, I want to get out of here during the shitty winter and then absolutely. just stay around for that four or five months or whatever when it's actually beautiful here. 100% agreed with that. Yeah. But but it is taxing. It's like anything that's rewarding, it's not just pleasure. It, it, it really shouldn't be. Like, yeah. you kind of have to work for it a little bit, um, <clears throat> especially if you're traveling somewhere far, like a long leg, long legs of flight and then landing somewhere and having your time zone be flipped and then maybe not understanding the language is not, it's not laying on a beach with a Mai Tai, but laying on a beach with a Mai Tai sucks because everyone else does that. Like you can go to Florida <laughs> right. and do that and eight million other people are doing it, and it's not really rewarding, and I don't know, it, there's really not much depth to it. So get out there if you can, and just go fucking try to do something weird. Like, you're not going to die. Everything's going to be fun. Um, that's my... That's wrapping up... What was that segment? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's uh, Brought wrapping you by up Expedia. Travel Corner. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, back to Travel and Light. Travel and Light I'll get beer. the BA at you. It's got a 3.75 out of 5, which translates to mm, very good. Very good. Okay. 4.8% alcohol, golden, crisp, dry, refreshing with herbal hops. Completely agree. I, I The herbal hops thing, I don't get. It's There's not a ton of flavor, is there? It, it is crisp and dry, like like a dry white wine maybe would be. Yeah. Like red wine, you get a bunch of flavors and stuff. White wine, that dryness is kind of what you're going for. I would say this is kind of like that. It's not, you're not, not a huge multi-flavor, not a, not No, malt. yeah, just like hints of those, I guess. Right, not Which a huge IPA nice. flavor, hints of all of it, and then like a crisp dryness. It would really, really, really be good on a summer day. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll be going back to this one for yeah, sure this absolutely. summer. I this love episode this is brought to you by Left Hand Brewing. <laughs> um, <laughs> we should get some sponsors called Darn It. We've we could have had Jewel before Jewel. That's right, for it really exploded, <laughs> really, yeah, if you will. Yeah, and we we turned Jewel down, but God, God dang it, we that was our moral stand. That was our Michael Cohen moment <laughs> when we turned down Jewel. We're sick of being the mouthpiece for this yes. uh, mouthpiece. <laughs> I've I did for ten years what you're all doing now. <laughs> Uh, it was. It sucks ass to have been rooting for him. I'm sitting there rooting for this fucking <laughs> shithead. Like, it, it, what, what a world we live in. Yeah, what a turn. I, I tweeted this. It's not original, but tweeted. You remember how? Remember when a guy stole an airplane off of the tarmac at SeaTac and did yeah. barrel rolls through the air and crashed it? Remember how that feels like it was what I don't know, fifteen years ago. <laughs> that was like in the summer. Yeah, like in August or something. <laughs> It's our attention spans are shot. We, yeah, the tech companies literally program these fucking apps to such a fine degree of granularity to what casinos used mm. to do for the last thirty years. They would put a slot machine over there that rang like and then a slot machine over there that went and then whatever one people went to more they kept. 
that's what tech people do in 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 apps on a minute by minute basis, and it makes it so it's so powerfully addicting that you can't fucking escape it. And I love every second. We love it. We love it. And so therefore, the guy who did barrel rolls. <laughs> After he stole an airplane from SeaTac, feels like it was 15 years ago, yes. and it was just gone a few and also forgotten. Oh, SeaTac guy. See, this I think goes back to my feeling like I'm ungrounded, uh, not grounded. Like, You're on Twitter even, too much. Even that, yeah, I, I don't. I've been had an uptick in Twitter. I've, I've been trying to produce more what? content. Uptick oh, you Twitter? I said, <laughs> trying to tweet more. You know, not just Why? be reading it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm throwing it out I, I there. Guess, I guess maybe it's better than just consuming, but is it any better if you're just adding to the pile of shit that's out there? No, I don't know, but I'm just screaming into the void, and sometimes that feels nice. Like, there used to not be a void. Everybody put the friendly confines around you and built the house and put the, the you go to work and you put your suit on and then you come home and eventually you die and it feels good. And now there isn't that, like, we all talk to each other whenever we want. At any point in time, anyone in the world can do this. Uh-huh. So the only thing you do is scream at it as loud as you can. So that's what Twitter is. Okay. That's, that's fun. That's the way I think I'm going at it. I don't know, but I feel fucking disconnected right now, Nick. Like, I've, I, I'm ready to, I don't know what's going on. I'm ready to flip. Have another drink. All right. Open up your third beer. Mm-mm. Well, maybe later, but uh, online only doing two. Um, let's move this on. So we talked about the BA score. I agree with it. You agree with it. We love this beer. Before we get to the rankings, I want to open up the mailbag. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So this first one... Um, this first one comes from Brooks Erickson. It's the only one. And he sent us an email. The commish, baby. And anybody out there, any listener, I've been telling you to go on Twitter or whatever to get at us. You can also just do it on email. Send us an uh, email at podcast at cold uh, podcast at cloudstudioseattle.com. Okay. So Twitter says, Brooks says, Jesus Christ. Brooks says, gentlemen, glad to hear you back in the studio with a commitment to finish ranking the top 100 beers of all time. Yeah. The final stretch will assuredly be challenging, but I am somewhat confident that you can get it done. Yeah, fuck you. The most important... I, I kid, Brooks, I love you. The most important matter at hand is the great re-rank of 2019, and I agree with him. The rankings need to be whipped into shape so that the final beers can be accurately slotted into their place. More importantly, the great re-rank summit, hereafter referred to as TGRRS, provides an opportunity for a mega episode the likes of which this podcast has not seen before. It's like the culmination of Munch Madness. This is a Doughboys concept. Tune into Doughboys. Except instead of studio guests like Paul Rust, we've got Casey Ryerson and Matt <laughs> Stodiak. Completely agree <laughs> with that. Um, so, Nick, you previously mentioned simply having people call into the TGRRS episode. I think there's a great opportunity, however, for an in-person slop fest where the controversial beers face off in a taste test by everyone sitting around the table, thinking mm-hmm. something like a power hour vibe in studio that may or may not go off the rails. The re- and it could be whiteboarded, and there will be likely be a lot of controversy. May need to have an argument-ending solution, blah, blah, blah. I'm spitballing, and he's trying to coordinate. Love the idea, Brooks. Like, we really can't emphasize that enough. Not just playing lip service to you. It's a fucking great idea. Yes. So, listeners of Cold Cans Nation, um, stay tuned. You might be hearing a little bit about a great re-rank summit. I think this falls into potential pitfalls of promises that we've had in the past, (laughs) like doing live shows. Or brewing brewing a beer. A Cold Cans Colch. But I'll tell you what. Tell me. We really are committed to finishing this out strong. (laughs) Why don't we, why don't we 
for sure do a re-rank summit, even if it's small, even if it's just Brooks visiting yeah. us. For sure, let's do it. Yes. And what if we try to do a live show? We had a bar reach out to us that wanted us to do oh, one right. in Seattle. We just didn't do it. What if we like got off our fucking asses, did a live show, started with friends and friends of friends, and tried to get a bunch of people there? And we've thought about potentially doing one in Manoa. Yeah. Going to, to Bear Lake. I don't know if they'd take us. So, Casey, if you're out there listening, reach out to Bear Lake. <laughs> Tell us if they're interested in hosting us. We could we could sell tickets, and the tickets would not go to us. We'd figure out a way to pay the people back yes. for that price. We do a live show. We do a bunch of segments, gags, and spills. Yes. And you know what we review in one of these live shows? Tell me. Cold cans, Kolsch. That we brew oh, starting in the summer. <laughs> what about we it? Could Wouldn't do that it. be a fucking great way to round out it the It would last be a good way to episodes? stop it. Yeah, to, and to stop this show. <laughs> no, to... to uh, <laughs> Complete our contractual oh, yeah. obligations. I, you made me go have beer Ooh, in my nose. I gave you the I was snort. Laughing as hey, I was stop drinking. snorting, sir, please. Oh God! Trying to be quiet on this plane. That's no. It's a great idea. I love it. I. <laughs> All right, I'll stop. No, keep it going. Um, I love the idea. I love the summit idea. Uh, anyone who wants to come out to explore the city and our bodies is welcome. Wait, Just let us know about your flights uh-huh. uh, and dates that might work. Summer is obviously a great time to do it. And then you're also talking about Bear Lake show in the summer. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking of two for that. That's okay. our big thing. A summit, a Bear Lake show as the for sure's. Stretch goals, cold cans, Kolsch, and a Seattle show. Mm. But I think it's possible, and I think it would be a really fucking fun way to round this thing out. I mean, we yes. have 25 episodes, a few months. I'd like to look back and be proud. And the last thing I'll say, th- this is actually the most guaranteed thing that's going to happen. Okay. The Shortly Glock on, guarantee. This is the Glock guarantee. Shortly on coldcanspodcast.com, we're going to be launching a summary of the history and the story of this top 100 beers list so far. So we're going to talk and catch everybody up about the various machinations that have gone on, the guests we've had on, like uh, Jesse Ventura, like Brody Ovac, uh, uh, Brett... Uh, Carve, Carve, yep. Uh, Woody Harrelson, Pollum. We'll Pollum. Maybe we'll briefly discuss the role of Brian. About <laughs> Pollum was here for just a second. Uh, the lawyers that have come in to play the episodes that you're not allowed to listen to as a listener. Um, all of that. We'll try to get everybody caught up in chronological order of what's happened on this re rank so far, and then we're gonna go out on this thing with a bang. We need your help. So give us feedback. Let us know what you do want to see, what you don't want to see. Just fucking talk to us, please. <laughs> You can email us. I, I'm scrolling can... down Joey's Twitter feed now at Glockstock. Oh no! I think you're right about the rideshare thing that says Lyft, Uber, and Wings. Yeah, what is with that? A Z. I don't know what Wings is. It's in the C. Maybe it airport. never got off yeah. the ground. But why did they? Invest they can't in reprint. It so the, they can't reprint the paper. Thanks. Uh, no one liked that tweet or anything. I thought people would think it's funny. I that's the my, first I'm seeing of it. I've tried to get off Twitter a little oh. bit. Get back on, baby. okay. Joey retweeted, totally normal system we have where you work all day, come home, and have maybe three hours to decompress until it's time to go to bed. Get up early and go back the next day. Every moment you're awake should be spent getting ready to go to work or unwinding after being there. Wonderful. Yeah. That's from Twitter user Old Linz, whose name is this website. His website is destroying me. (laughs) So learn, Joe. Get off. It sucks ass. Pull out the... Oh, I never do. All right. <laughs> Beer tears. Let's rank this thing. Let's rank We're it. We're stretching this episode into 40-minute-plus territory Dang here. Dang it. Um, 
We have new beer tier system. That's right. So let's recap that. We have the cream of the crop. Um, after that, we have the Zen 10. That's our next 10. That was an effort to break up the wild card. Then we do have the wild cards, followed by the mild cards. That's still a good chunk of our rankings, all the way down to number 40. Then we have the Olive Loaf that starts at Wells Banana Bread Beer at 41 and goes all the way to number 50, Ianger Browice, Ianger. And then we have Beer Tier, the Deplorables, and that's our addition of like mass market beers. You addition. Bet. That's our aggregation of. I don't know what I'm talking about. And then we have the Russian Radioactives, which is the worst beers in the world. So, what are you thinking? Is this, is this, this ain't no olive loaf. This ain't no disco either. What's that song? What? I don't know. This ain't no disco? <laughs> That's a song. You mean the trombone? No, I didn't want to give you oh, that. Oh, okay. Okay, thank you. Oh, I forgot about that one. I um, think this is similar to Kona Longboard for me. Now, it does not have the connotations, the associations, if you will, with Hawaii. Have you been? Oh, with you. you know, so you that was travel. why that was high up there. Yes. So the last thing there, I really, really enjoy traveling um, with my wife. I love it. But I also but. enjoy, I also do enjoy <laughs> like organizing trips with like close friends that are good at traveling, like traveling. Like people with open mind. Sure. I like traveling with you. Sure. Good yeah, it's Spencer, fun traveling we together. To it's just so hard to it schedule hard. it these days. That's why I think, like, you put it out a, like even a year or whatever, it mm-hmm. will come, and you just say, "Look, who's in? Like, this would be a cool adventure." Anyway, where is uh, Longboard? Fifteen. Okay. So that's in the Zen Ten. Huh. I have it higher than that, my boy. Really. Where yeah. are you slotting this in? And what makes you think that it should be up there? Well, I'm looking at Radeberger. Um, it's a German Pilsner, which we learned. That's not a a, a marriage child of either of, of this, which German lager. And, and oh, German so you have lager. it lower. See, this gets back to other discussion. You said higher. I guess I meant higher me up in means, the rankings. But okay. Yeah, a better, a better ranking, I should say. No, a worse. worse rate. No, I'm up at eight, Radeberger. Where's Radeberger? Eight. My dear Rodenbach? boy. No, Radeberger. Rodenbach Grand Cru is five. Ah, the Trello's not updated, you son of a bitch. What? I'm not seeing Radeberger on the Trello. Oh, yeah, the Trello fell apart. I just used the website now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's my confusion. Sorry. Radeberger is at eight. Okay. And it was a German Pilsner. Yes, it is. It's really good. I barely remember the episode, though. I don't remember I barely that remember drinking it. Um, and so thus... And I really, really, above that, number seven is Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing IPA. I love that beer. Um, it's a solid beer. I don't think I like this more than that. So I have this at eight. You had it at, what, six, uh, 16 after Longboard. Um, and I think that what we're saying is it's in the top, like, few percent. Like, we yeah, love this beer. Yeah, it's a solid beer. So now we're just talking about a difference in, of, like, In comparison seven. to Rodeberger, yes, I don't, again, I don't remember Rodeberger at all. I don't know how it ended up up there. But my my point is that I would pick this up over the Optimism beer. Elysian Night Owl, I think, is actually ranked a little low. I think that should be higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Um, Jubilee Winter Ale, I would rather have this. Red Hook ESB, I'll take this. Old, Rusutin, Old Rasputin Russian Imperial Stout, Silverhead Red. Like, you'd, you'd, you'd lo- prefer those? No, let's put it at eight. I like eight. Oh, oh ahead of Radeberger. Yeah, I thought that's what you said. Maybe. I, I'm jet lagged <laughs> as hell. Okay. Um, <coughs> so it's our new oh, number no. eight. Joe's got the cough. 
Are you going to be okay, Joe? I don't know. You said some things here, and I feel like I didn't totally give you the floor to expand on them. And I just want to make sure you're feeling okay. I feel Cut great. the music. How what? are you feeling, What do you Joey? want to say? Um, I want to reconnect. You need to reconnect I, to people, not to the internet. Oh. Let me take this drink and think. Um, I think it's just the travels made kind of pick my feet off the ground a little bit. And mm. I haven't landed back down on the ground yet. We are at 37,000 feet. You bet your ass. And I... Uh, uh, when you do the long haul flights, you have to do, uh, as Nick Weiger on Doughboys would say, you have to do a BM on long fall mm-hmm. long haul flights, and that's not fun to do in an airport bathroom. No. It's fucking miserable. And on long haul flights, after ten hours, that bathroom is <laughs> in not in a good state. Uh, <laughs> and you want to like sleep and then get up and brush your teeth in there, and it just you use the gray mm. water. It, it really, really, genuinely like I, I'm fucked up right now, but. And I, I'm, I'm saying this with earnestness and sincerity. The things that ground me, go home, I see my pets, I see my mm. wife, and that really, my wife, and that really honestly does like bring me back down to earth. And, and right there with that, it's doing cold cans with you. I really this mean it. This has been fun. No, I'm glad we're back to doing it and trying to be on a regular schedule. It feels good. It's fun for me too. And I hope it's fun for Cold Can Nation out there. Are you doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing okay. I was, my mind's still on uh, wordplay, so I'm I'm right as rain. I was going to tell you, in Madison, there's Joey's Seafood Restaurant. Do you remember that place? Yes. In Chicago this past week, I saw there's a seafood place called Devon. D-E-V-O-N. What? I kid you not. I've never heard anything like it. It actually <laughs> spelled like her name, yeah, too. Yeah, I don't know how it's pronounced, but yeah, it was like near my hotel. Saw it. That's fucking crazy. Didn't take a picture because I was going into the Chick-fil-A that's across the street and I didn't feel like How was it? stopping there. Chick-fil-A was, eh. I really? Was in a, I was in a bad mood or like a bad feeling mood? bad about my travel diet. I eat a yeah. lot of deep dish pizza in Chicago. Oh, so yeah. I got a chicken salad at Chick-fil-A. Oh, no. I know. I know. It was dumb. If you're going, do it. I know. If you're going to go, go. I know. Okay. Cue the music. Get us the hell out of here. Well, I'm glad you're doing all right. And you know what? I am doing all right, too. I think we should get a picture this time and put it on the goddamn internet. Let's get a picture. Let's put it on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Talk to you guys next week. (laughs) 